Welcome back, Rage Nation. Got myself Pete here. That's yeah. not really exciting. You got Senior Dixon. I don't think that's appropriate. And you got Monsieur Leopard. Explorers deserved it. No. Absolutely. I was disgusted. I cannot believe they've done this. Why is wacky? Why is that good? It's just nonsense. I disagree on that. That's not possible. <laughs> We're getting the band back together. We're on a mission. Yeah. Now, now we've got a whole new list of things to complain about. Welcome back, Rage Nation. We are at it again. Got myself, Pete, here. And we have with us, on tap, Moan Senior Dixon. Got a couple in the uh, chat as well, so we're ready to, to get this uh, get this show going, Dixon. Dixon, so I feel like t- I, I feel like today we're talking about one of your favorite topics. <laughs> oh my God, yeah. Well, like we we caught on to it fairly early that like yeah, everybody needs to scheme. Dropping scheme markers left and right is actually very good for the game because you know a bunch of the schemes uh, either get countered or are passed by the by dropping scheme markers. And then somehow we got to the point that we're like, wait, these models that are really good at being beaters are also really good at scheming. And I just started saying beater schemers just to like make the conversation faster. And it's becoming and a it's thing. It's just like becoming a and, thing. And then, yeah. And then the more and more we talk about, it, we're like, yeah, no, these models are like the key thing that's gonna denote who is gonna be the better crew. You're, you're making fetch work. I'm making fetch work. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, no, like literally every game that I've seen or played, uh, beater schemers are always key, regardless of what the mission is. Yeah, I think the big thing about it is that GG4, not only is it so like scheme heavy, like there's just a lot of scheming that you need to do with the strategies and with the actual schemes, but it also opened up the window for scheme runners, which I think then opens up the window for these models that, you know, they were good last gaining grounds, but the fact that they can scheme and, you know, kill some of these little things is definitely a positive. Yeah. And like, the thing is that we've had beaters before that were like very mobile and Mm. killed the schemers. Like this, this has been around for, for the entirety of M3E. Uh, We talked about first mate for like a bunch of our games. So it's not new, new, but in this GG, it is, like the thing that's making winning easier it is the defining in my opinion yeah and we'll get into that but before we do make sure that you guys are checking us out you can do that by checking out our youtube channel where we're putting videos out uh took a took about a week and a half break here got a video that'll probably be dropping here soon i think i'm gonna undo an unpack video here posting that if not this week early next week on unpacking maw tucket so that'll be fun for you maw players and then uh, we do have bat reps. Dixon and I have been grinding out some games and we're probably about ready to record. We tried to do one, but I wanted to punch Dixon through the screen with Zoraida. So we didn't finish recording that one. So that's right on brand. <laughs> so yep. Yep. make sure you're checking out our video content there as we post it. And then, of course, our Discord channel is always popping. Uh, we got a lot of people from different parts of the world. So, I'll, I mean, it's funny. I'll go to sleep and I'll wake up and there will just be a ton of, you know, Discord conversations. So that's always fun to see. Uh, and another, an additional part about our Discord, now that you said that, and the battle reports, we stream our battle reports. And you're more than welcome to join. Just, you know, mute yourself and you can watch it because uh, Pete is uh, sharing his screen when we're doing that. That way it's easier to follow through. 
Yeah, if you don't have Vassal and you just want to watch us play Vassal, I started when Dixon and I play. Um, I just share my screen on Discord. So that way people that want to watch it can just watch it and just, you know, kind of enjoy what's going on. And yeah, it's been fun because I think one of the ones we did like last week, we had like six people in there watching us play. (laughs) Uh, It's pretty good. Uh, But that being said, also make sure that you check us out. We do have Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it. And then uh, finally, if you want to support us directly, you can do that patreon.com slash ragequitwire where you can support us for as little as a dollar and you get cool benefits like getting the episodes early. I've had people that join specifically for that because we give it at least a day early. Uh, so that's always good for our patrons. And then just like we have a couple patrons in the chat now, um, chewing our ear off and kind of talking about airbrushes at the moment, <laughs> we, uh, we just you can ask questions while we're chatting. We put a lot of the things that they post in the chat in the episodes. So definitely, if you want to uh, be part of that discussion, become a patron. Doesn't cost a bunch, and we appreciate the support. And then finally, you can use our affiliation link through Weird if you buy stuff through them, and that's give us your money, please. Thank you. Dash weird.com slash ragequitwire. Get a small portion of that. Helps Pete buy the uh, entire reserve faction for the chagrin of everybody on the internet. Yeah, so getting into this episode, we do want to recognize how good schemer beaters are. So our when you when we talk about that on this show for this gaining ground specifically, we are kind of talking about models that can go off and run and do schemes. So they can interact with the ballots, they can drop scheme markers to score VPs, they can uh, drop the plant explosive markers, they can steal cloak and dagger things, whatever, right? So but the second part of that, you know, is beating. So that means when I play Archie and I'm going around and I'm scheming and stuff, I'm like, oh, cool. There's a little scheme runner here. I think uh, yesterday a, a prime target for Archie would have been the bookkeeper for uh, playing against Story. So I think that's just a good example of just a scheme reader. You can just run off. You're very mobile. You can scheme and score VPs that way. But also when the opportunity presents itself, you can punch the crap out of people and kill models. And it, 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 I want to clarify, like, it's so important that for the high mobility of these beater schemers, they don't have to be tanky. If they're tanky, that's even better. But, like, the fact is that they, if they move, like, 16 inches, that's probably the first step. And then the second step is, do can they hit, you know, a minimum three or a top end of five or, or six? Six is preferred. Well, and I want people to recognize the gaining grounds we're in too, because I think some people still have the gaining grounds three mindset of like, I'm going to sit, fight, and kill. Yeah. And there's been times where I've recognized I'm starting to get into a brawl. And I'm like, okay, if I do this, because I'm playing Molly, and Molly doesn't really want to brawl that way. And I'm, unless I bring like, you know, the hanged or something. But, but besides that, the normal models in Molly, I'm like, okay, I don't really want to sit here and fight. I kind of want to pick you off and go score my VPs. And what yeah. I've realized so far in Gaining Grounds 4 is you can alleviate some of the killing of your models by putting your AP into scoring through scheming. So sometimes instead of instead of punching your opponent, specifically, I think we were playing ballots the other day. And I was like, you want to know what? If I don't want to get hit that much, let me go ahead and stock up some of these ballots. And that's going to force my opponent to interact to also stuff the ballots. And they only have so many, you know, actions per turn. So if I'm making them interact with the ballots, that's going to force them to then stop hitting me, essentially, you know? Yeah. Uh, The last one we played was Titania, but I wanted to point out one of the, I think it was like 
four or five games before we played with Sarida against Molly, mm-hmm. and I lost that game. I think it was like by four points because I just could not figure out how to touch past a certain point in the map. So even though that I could obey, uh, the terrain matters a lot now. So I don't know. I, you did a great job at that, by the way. Like that game, I'm still thinking about it every now and then because I'm like, is there something I could have done? Like just concentrate on one side or the other instead of trying to control the middle? Because that's what you did. You literally just spread out to the far corners of the map. And then Sarida had to make a decision and I, I just didn't do the right one. Yeah, and I was playing against... Who else did I play? They were doing an Obey Master. Who was it? Barry Yonlow or something like that? No, it was... Oh, man, what was the ma- what are some Obey Masters? Do I have the game? Uh, no. Tell me the faction, then I can help you. I, I, I honestly can't. I just remember. So, anyways. Okay, so 10 Thunders is Misaki and Yonlow. Uh, and there's one more I can't remember right now either. And then t- uh, Neverborn is obviously Sorida. Uh, in guild, it's either elite or martial. In resurrectionist, is von Stuck, uh, technically, uh, not not really, but technically. And there's another one. Jeez, I'm trying to think. I can't think. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> I continue. I, I was I don't remember who it was specifically, but we were playing a game and they were playing an obey master, and literally they were trying to get in position to obey my stuff as well as their stuff. And I really just didn't give them anything. Right. I, I pretty much gave them, um, Oh, I was playing against Hamlin. That's what it was. I was playing against Jim. So I was playing Hamlin too. And the only option he had to obey was Molly and you can't obey Molly and everything else was hiding around buildings or it was on the extreme corners. And I think he obeyed Datsuba once. And that was about it. (laughs) Yep, yep. I mean, obeying with Piper is, in my opinion, worse than other obey masters, but it isn't obey. It was in ballots, so I think he was trying to test that out to see if forcing people to vote was good, you know. And that's kind of oh, the yeah. problem. That's kind of the problem with you know obey masters is you got to make it worth your obey actions. And I don't know if voting is always what you want to do with that obey action but you know it's good when you when you have the opportunity but in, get, uh, in I, go ahead oh, no, no all i was gonna say is like uh, we're having a conversation on the on the chat here and uh loki actually put something very important in my head which was uh remember that i played titania i uh for just obeying and interacting through my own models i don't know if you remember that game yeah yeah, and that, I think that's actually something to look forward to. Because, like, Loki said, Sorida 2 is probably going to make another comeback. And I'm like, yeah, because obeying your own models is, or, or giving extra actions to your own models is going to be huge. Which are, there are two masters that I'm thinking about that I need to test. One of them is Dreamer 2, because of all the shenanigans with dropping ski markers. And the other one is Zip 2, because of the, if you draw a card, you can reveal it to do an interact. I think it's called, is the trick. Do you remember? Yep. I actually, and another one I was excited to do eventually into Gaining Grounds 4 is right. uh, Colette 2. I think Colette 2 is going to be really good in this GG. There you go. That's another one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about that. But we already did an Obey episode, so we're talking about Schemer Beer. So. <laughs> well, I think it's it, it matters to it say uh, these things because we are going to start with Masters that are Beater Schemers that can beat out even the Obey Master. So even though we have a lot of the Obey stuff in our heads, 
we want to talk about beta schemers with with this in context. Yeah, so let's go ahead and start talking about some of these masters that are just good, um, just good at the scheming aspect of things, but then also are just really good at uh, at fighting. So uh, I don't know if anything go... pops out in your head automatically. Since there's so little, a uh, few of them, I think we should just say by by faction, just very fast. It's like in Arcanist, who are you afraid of that would jump out like that? Because I know for a fact. Like, we, we got Neverborn, Ten Thunders, and, like, freaking, you know, those in 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 our minds. But, like, I don't think there's anybody other than, like, Karis. Is there anybody you're afraid of that's going to uh, be a beaver schemer? I think Marcus, too, could do it. In, uh, I guess, I don't know. I, I prefer him so much in Neverborn that I often don't think about him, but you're right. Yeah, but I think Karis is the big one, right? Because she's flying, she has run and gun. Um, and she's just, she kills stuff and then goes and, and, you know, scores, wins the day, if you will. Yeah, yeah. No, and, and she has ways to, like, make those, uh, models that she kills into points, even yeah. if she doesn't drop scheme markers that easily. Yeah. And she also has, you know, pyre markers for things like deathbed. So that's a good option for her scheming as well. That, uh, yeah. Thank you. I thank you for reminding me. That's exactly what I wanted to talk about after. Yep. So I think Karis is probably the big schemer beater. You know, she's mobile fast and uh, she also is good at denial as well because she has up we go. So she can just move things off of points and and win the day that way. Yeah. And, and the reason why I mentioned her is because as a secondary master, she might actually be the pick because you can still play performer, which is big on the extra action stuff that we were talking about earlier. But then you still have that beater schema that cannot be controlled. Yeah, I like the idea of picking one per faction. So let's do that just so we don't spend a ton yeah, of time on Yeah, I don't disagree. I, that's why I wanted to go one per faction because I, I don't think there's many. Yeah. All right. Well, what about Bayou? See, that's the thing. Like in Bayou, uh, you just have mod do the thing. But like there's so many options. Zip, a fantastic option, out of keyword. You don't even have to like zip one. Just pick zip one and double master's environment, right? Mm-hmm. Or am I wrong? Like that's my pick. Yeah, I mean, if you go to Zip One, he he's good at denial. He's not good at scoring schemes, though. Um, By killing the model, killing them, <laughs> you know, and he can get models out of position for things like take prisoner. So he can get some schemes, but he's not actually scheming, like interacting. So I don't think you can pick Zip One. Really? Okay. So who would you pick then? Uh, honestly, if I was going to pick one. It's a it's little hard. it's a little light on the beater, mm-hmm. but he can. I would pick Brewmaster 2. Because not mobile he, enough. What do you mean he's not mobile enough, man? It's his it's his whole shtick. Okay, okay, fair, fair. He put so, like the, the poison the poison pushes him around, but the other thing you do with it is you're putting out poison that's ticking down. His staff actually isn't bad because negatives count as positives. So two, three, four usually is four damage. And you're pushing models around, so you can push them in the poison, do more damage eventually. And then mm-hmm. the big thing that I think's bigger in this GG is actually Drunken Clarity. Because okay. you can reduce the poison of a model, and this is not resisted, so you can do it to enemy models too. And you just reduce it by two, and it drops a scheme marker within one inch. So this is a way that you could score and snare. This is a way you could do some of those other, you know, get far out scheme markers down. Um, yeah, yeah. 
I so mean, he's not he's not the heaviest beater, but I've done some good damage to a lot of models with uh, Moonshiner. I think the the other thing that I, it's worth mentioning in his card now that I'm looking at it, he has a trigger for like a six of rams to remove a scheme marker within eight inches of him. Yep. From from the uh, to the get a soul stone. Yeah. That's, yes, a little bit of denial there too. Plus, you got twelve cups of coffee you can throw on them, so that also is removing schemes. So yeah, I mean, soon I'm gonna be like I said, uh, I need to start looking into that because I I want to play Bayou eventually. Yeah, uh, so I mean, Maw is always good. You could go with Maw on this too. Um, just because the only problem is she needs help with the mobility. She's besides her diving charge, she's not the most mobile, and obviously, um, she can scamper. Yeah, but, but she can always get, like, Alphonse or yeah, Lenny. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You would need to bring something to help her be mobile. Yep. Um, she's not innately mobile, though. Yep, yep. I agree, I agree. All right, so, I don't know. That one... You're not I, convinced. I just don't know. Bayou's tough. Bayou has a lot of masters who, if they're a beater, they're not as mobile. Yeah. And if they're a schemer, they're not as beady. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and to mention it because like loki actually uh he says uh maybe ulix too because he has a good bow i don't think that good guns make for good beater schemers yeah because they're not, not getting not to the point scheme. well i think schemers have to good schemers have to be usually mobile and efficient yeah. and right. just because you have like a good attack and you can scheme doesn't make you a good beater schemer you know what i'm saying Oh, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, like, there the has to be one... something on the card that removes or drops or makes it easy to interact or something along those lines. So he did mention uh, Fisherfolk. That's the last one we're going to mention. But I believe that is a good pick if you're not thinking about fighting. What, are you, what do you think? Yeah, Fisherfolk are good. But the problem I always have with Fisherfolk is it doesn't seem like a master when it's on the table. It, it seems like it's a good henchman. <laughs> like, you know, it just doesn't seem as powerful as a master should be for what its AP is. Right. Okay. I know. I agree with you with that. Okay. So it, it's a great, a it's mess. a great schemer. But when you do that with your master and then sometimes it just doesn't feel like a lot because it's damage is kind of like, okay, I'm two, four, five. It's very mobile. Um, two, three, four on fishing with dynamite. Uh, Sillard stomps. Great. It's just, it, it's almost there. I wish it had a little bit more punch, and then it would be super good. Uh, I mean, I would still keep it in mind for a secondary master because he eats schemes like it's his job. So if the pull is for that, then it is an option. But yeah, no. Okay, so Bayou, not great picks. I, I, don't have, <laughs> I don't have one for Bayou. I mean, you, yeah. you could do zip one, but once again, you can't interact. So that takes away half of the equation sometimes. You can do zip two, but then zip two doesn't have the... He's not as big. Yeah, exactly. All right, so let's go to Explorers. Uh, anybody stand out here as far as a beater oh. schemer? Oh, yeah, we talked about him at length when we were talking about bands. McCabe, the man, the myth, the legend. You're talking about the title, of course, right? Oh, of course. It's the only, it's the only thing that we think about. <laughs> I'm, I'm joking, actually. To be fair, uh, we have to think about the horse sometimes because the horse does ignore everything, and it is faster. Just, right. you know. All right, so how is he helping out with scheming? Uh, he kills the crap out of something and drops scheme markers and and also draws cards. Like, I mean, it's not it's not rocket science on him. He's just straight up value making machine. Yeah, I mean, he's surprisingly mobile. A lot of his stuff doesn't really care too much about like terrain and stuff. 
Correct. Um, everything's getting fast, so if you're fast, you can scheme more. So yep. he just helps generate a crap ton of AP. And like you said, you're drawing cards, so that helps you find things. You're putting yep. out the upgrades to deny your opponent. Your opponents are minus one stat. So, and not to mention, he just hands out stun on a stick, so that's really good. Yep, yep. And if you're playing the horse, he, he hands out slow and stagger on a stick. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, so there's options here for him. Well, and plus, it, yeah, it's just a lot of options. His keyword's really solid. Um, I think there's a lot to be said for some of the other masters in there, but I would probably lean towards McCabe too. Um, I think, actually, I would go close second to probably Anya 1. Anya um, 1 for a secondary master... She is cheap and fast. Well, I, I don't I mean, mean for a, a I don't mean for a secondary master, even though you could do that. I'm just talking about she's kind of a second runner up to me for a good beater schemer for the crew, because oh. she just she puts down a crap ton of scheme markers. She's mobile as heck. Uh, she has you know things like hostile work environment, so it makes it hard for you to do things in there. Um, Expansionist is great, and not only that, her schemes are you know hazardous terrain, so have fun getting wrecked by that. Yeah, yeah. I, I Okay, that's a good thing I need to start looking into. Because I, I haven't played Anya in forever. I want to say like two years, maybe more. Yeah, she's good. Oh, yeah. All right, going on going on to the guild. I don't even think this one's close. Uh, okay, I got to hear you. What What do you think? I, 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 know, I know who I have in mind, but who do you have? I think for Beater Schemer, I don't even think it's close with Guild. I think it's Lucius too, and that's Yay! where it is. <laughs> <laughs> Pete, why do you think that he's such a good Beater Schemer? This man. <laughs> this, this person of interest. This mother. Dishonorable <laughs> Guild lawyer-bringing fool. He's just good. Uh, I mean, he has Secret Passage. He puts down a scheme at the beginning of the turn. This isn't even just him. This is just it happens which puts in a suit. He's got stat seven, so he can murder the crap out of things. Uh, if they're staggered, which he puts out staggered, and you can bring other things to put out staggered, uh, you get a positive oh, yeah. to the damage flips. Crit strike in there. Uh, he can ignore hard Crit kill and demise abilities. Crit Just striking on a master that can get a positive on damage, and you can soul stone in. That's Double crit news. strike seven damage on him. Yeah, he... Oh, you don't even have to. You don't even have to stone. You just have to be standing next to your stupid scheme. <laughs> I'm just saying, man, to get that second ram. That's why I was like, well, at least Dixon has to spend a soul stone. Oh, since I'm standing next to my scheme from the beginning of turn, I get a free suit. Yep, yep. Well, and I'll lame. stone, and I'll just uh, this thirteen of tomes is now a double critical strike. It is have now a min four damage. <laughs> yeah. So stat seven. Top end, you know, seven, eight damage if you get the red joker. Uh, plus, I, I actually think ignoring hard to kill and demise is really good in this edition as well. Um, and why not? He has coordinated attack. I don't even know why. Why Why that's there. That doesn't even need to be a thing. Yeah. yeah. Why I mean, are you drawn good. to these coordinated attack models? Who hurt uh, you? Who hurt me? <laughs> I just like fun triggers. That's I know it. you do. I think I think coordinated attack is probably your favorite trigger in the game. It's close, very very close. <laughs> What's the trigger besides that that you really like? Good for a laugh. I don't know why, but that it. I mean, drawing every... cards. Drawing cards is always good. Yeah, it just makes me happy. Um. So, so yeah, yeah, he's just really good. Down the down the wrong paths, good. Yeah. Um. 
multiple uh, tools to help out kill that squishy model because like cleaning cleaning up loose ends is actually key in a lot of matchups. Yeah. So and his stats are just really solid six seven. So six defense seven willpower. You're really I have not killed Lucius yet. Well, definitely when we play, and I'm playing him in guild, because I many, many times you counted me down to like three to four health, and I just teleport 24 inches away from everything. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, right? That's why he's so flexible as a beater schemer, because it's like, oh, crap, I'm being threatened. Let me go ahead and just teleport away. Whoop, whoop. Yep. Yep. It's really good. And he still draws a bunch of cards with his crews, because he has a lot of things on the back of his card that let models do actions. Yes. So, so it's you're not missing a ton of the card draw from the original. Yeah. So both as a master leading a crew and as a secondary master, I think he's the answer. I think he's like there is unless somebody bans the keyword, in which case yeah. Marshall is literally right there. Like Marshall yeah, so, is a fantastic keyword for that too. Yeah. So I don't even think that's close. Do you think going over to Neverborn is it still him? No. No. Neverborn it switches out. There's two masters that actually beat him out in the. And that job. Okay. Well, what do you think? Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, I know uh, Castore, the Furbin, and Nikima, the first version, both just, like, beat out Lucius. Now, that doesn't make Lucius not great in the faction. It's just these two are the defining beater schemers of the faction. You pick which one you want. Okay. Yeah, I mean, Castor's, and you're talking about Furbin specifically. He's, he's fast. He's, you know... Stat six, I think he ignores terrain, is that right? Yes, he does. So, so just to like to clarify, because like it's not even the stat six, his keyword is about movement shenanigans. You yeah. can just move him out of uh, activation like eight, ten inches very easily by just quote unquote overhealing him. Mm-hmm. So you don't even have to take that into account. But his damage, you know, he gets plus plus blast on a charge, he's stat seven, he's two inch reach, he's he flies, like it's it's just a lot. And then the other side, like we said, is Nekima 1, both as a master and as a freaking secondary master. Nekima is, like, still queen of the of the uh, kingdom. Like, she is amazing. Yeah, I mean, she wants to kill stuff, but she's definitely mobile and fast enough to, to go scheme, right? Because she's flying move yeah. 6. She does have shove aside. So if you're, like, let's say you're sitting on top of the uh, plant explosive marker... She can just charge you, shove you aside, and now she can go ahead and be free to interact and pick up your uh, plant explosive. Yeah, and because of Frenzy Charge, she she can charge one of her own models, get the shove aside uh, that way just to increase her threat range by four inches. Like, she's just, she's massive. Like, many, many ways to kill you. And if you're not two-inch reach, she could then use the upgrade in Human Reflexes to just automatically do one point of damage every single time she charges. And she just crisscross... A model to death yeah and on top of the three five seven on her i mean three five six on her card which is gross that moderate of five is gonna surprise a lot of people um hmm i'm looking at outcast and i'm not sure which way i go with outcast uh i mean we already know the answer is gonna be uh vicky too at least in my experience but I'm I'm trying to think that there's got to be somebody better because we've seen Leviticus do it, but it's because they have a way to like chuck Leviticus into one of the corners of the map and say you deal with that crap. Like if you can now deal with Leviticus, have fun with that. <laughs> I mean, I'm almost just <laughs> I'm almost kind of like just leaning towards Terra just because she's so great at scheming and she can 
also fight a little puny little minion. Yeah. She's not going to kill anything usually important because she's only got a two, three, five. So, but she can. Uh, and, and I agree with you. And just and, and it just reminded me of our earlier conversation when we were talking about Bayou. And yeah. in Bayou, guess what happened? Not much in, in the choice department because we were like, oh, maybe Zip. And Zip isn't in 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 uh, Outcast. I would not pick him in Outcast, not as a secondary master or as a beater schemer. <laughs> Like literally, that's how that's how high in uh, well, the damage and, and mobility of Outcast Masters is. I'm also looking at like Von Schill one who could do both, right? He can go scheme and he can beat, but yep. he's kind of like Maul, where it's like, yeah, he can give himself like boots and then he can you know jump with them and then go scheme and stuff. Yep, and I see that Jeremy agrees with you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm I kind of wanted to lean towards Von Schill, but. I feel like I feel like it's tough though because you want to spend like you want to load up so that's usually one or two of your actions and okay. then you know you leap with your bonus and then you scheme once maybe I don't know I, I I still think that he's a very good choice because leap he has leap on demand basically uh both versions of chill is like uh salt to taste with the first version being a bit tankier but having less uh, choices I get, or I'm sorry, less damage choices. So I don't know. It's I agree with that assessment. It's just that I think Vix Two happens to be the choice as a support master, both as a support master and as a beater schemer in her own right. I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean, I, I the thing about the Vix, and this is the same thing with Von Schill, is diving charge is pretty big for scheming. Yep, makes it hard to get locked down. So I could see an argument for either one of those, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. either you. That's why I said pick the taste because bulldoze on the second one, diving charge on the first one, and both have access to leap. That's just gross in my opinion, and they do all of the damage. Uh, that that is the keyword that does the most damage in the game. Yep, and then uh, going over to the uh, resers, I don't think this one's really a question either. Oh really? Who's your pick? I think you just go with Seamus. It's just... Yay! <laughs> what did you think I was going to say? Molly? <laughs> oh, God, no. I just wanted to hear you say it so I can go, Yay! <laughs> uh, because Bro. once once again, it's Secret Passage. He has a huge gun that does 4, 6, 8 damage. Yep. yep. Uh, you, is... can, you can put a hat on him just to make him a scheme marker. <laughs> that is the grossest thing. As a master and as a support master. Like, as a leader and a support master. Like, literally... This man just does everything. Like I, I am. Uh, every single time you say, "Oh, you want, I want to play Molly," it's like I get why you're having a lot of fun. She has a lot of answers, but in, in an environment like Captain Con, where you're gonna have double masters, I cannot see you not play Seamus. <laughs> he's just that great. <laughs> Let's just say he's in the bag. Yeah, <laughs> he, is, he is in the bag. He's going to Rhode Island. Oh, so good. Yeah, it's just, he's very violent. His bag of tools is also good. So, I mean, that's one of the things that you got to keep an eye out for because there's situations where there's a lot of out-of-activation movement stuff, and sometimes people will move into Seamus' melee. Yep. And you got to ask your opponent, like, do you want to put it there? Because I get a free shot if you do. Yeah, and uh, so I was going to say, and there's, like, really no reason not to, like, uh, just put him in a corner and just have him do the corner by himself because he can always re 
uh, relocate. Yeah. Uh, but now I have a thought in my head. Since he's going to always be banned, because bans are there, and unless your opponent is just like that kind to you, uh, what would be the secondary pick? It's Because I think it's between Castore and freaking uh, Mike Morning. Huh. What do you think? I don't think See, Mick Morning's that, that good. Question. I don't think Mick Morning's that good of a schemer, though. I don't think he's fast enough to be a schemer. Yeah, I like, think you're right. Like he has doctor's orders to move another four, so he Ooh. is mobile. Like when I brought him as a second master, it, it was mobile, so I could kind of keep him in where I wanted him on the board, and he was never irrelevant. Yeah, but um, it's not fast enough to be like oh, I'm going to go, you know, X inches and you know scheme, and then go another inches and scheme again or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I, I do want to point out, Jeremy in the chat says, Jack 2 is an yeah, honorable Yeah, I think mention. Jack 2 is actually pretty decent. I'm not going to lie. Doesn't he have, like, multiple ways to get into crew? Yeah, in, in audible whisper. Whisper, uh, will power attack that has on your heels. Yeah, That's he's just, gross. and he's just more mobile. Um, on your heels is definitely a thing. Uh, he has that 8-inch kind of, uh, can put out staggered if they fail the duel. Um just pretty solid, yeah. Yeah, and burst of speed on his melee attack is always disgusting. Like, anybody that has burst of speed, uh, that's something that you have to pay attention to. Yeah, because they can that, charge and then just go wherever. Correct, correct. Because you don't have to hit an uh, enemy model to get it off. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, I mean, 234 is good enough where you, you can kill. That's the thing I think people need to also realize is to be a good beater schemer, like, you don't need, like, a huge spiky track, but as long as you get, like, I think 234 is fine enough to kill most scheme runners in a couple swings. I, I mean, I disagree with you on that. You have to have a form of doing damage enough that it's going to be minimum damage 3. Like, for example, uh, we talk about Manos a lot. Manos has a way to do minimum damage well, I think that's three. what makes you the best beater schemers is if you have min 3 and you can scheme, you're a pretty good beater schemer. Yeah, so that's the reason why... I, I kind of like want to look into that because like Jeremy, he plays a mean Jack Daw, and if he's saying that Jack Daw can do damage, then there's something here that I'm, I have to start adding, you know. Yep. And then uh, last faction we have is Ten Thunder. So which master do you think uh, can beat and scheme there? I mean, Lance is gonna hate me, but it's Lucas McCabe. <laughs> I don't agree with that. I think it's Misaki One. <laughs> I don't agree. The damage is so spiky, and she's so mobile by herself. I think the difference is McCabe also supports his crew, whereas Misaki's kind of just like, I'm enabling Misaki. <laughs> I, I mean, I understand the logic. No, yeah, Lin 2 is actually, so that's a good point. I I will mention what uh, what Jeremy said. Lin 2 is actually, so she is min 3, and she does scheme with the best of them. Huh, dang. Is it is it another uh, Ten Thunders is spoiled for choices out of keyword a moment for like that's the secondary master thing? I think it's just that it's it's the fact that Ten Thunders is very good. Yeah, no problem. I'll I'll continue real quick. Uh, so yeah, I think Ten Thunders is spoiled for choices for secondary master. So that's actually a good uh, way to look at that. But like as a main master, I don't know. I I. I would see Misaki as a secondary master, not as a main. I still think Wastrel is better. But story, that is that is a fantastic pick. Holy crap, that's a fantastic pick. Yeah, Killing Flankers, Lin 2, and the Hungry in Darkness. Uh, how exactly... Okay, Jeremy, why the Hungry in Darkness? Because I thought that as a totem, you can't pick a 
uh, before having to pick the, the the title. But if you pick the title, then you can't bring Huggy. Or am I wrong about that? Yeah, Lintu and the Hungering Darkness. Definitely the Hungering Darkness. That thing is fucking legendary. Notice a higher, but you shouted out Terra. Oh, as a master, Hungering Darkness. Absolutely, I agree with that shit. Oh my god, that's amazing. But yeah, shout out to Terra. That's true. Secondary master, not completely true. But as a main master, she can be anywhere she wants and do five damage to somebody. It's great. Why not, Terra? Why not? Yeah, second act, losing the second activation makes her a bad secondary master pick. But you are right. As a main master, Terra is a beater schemer on crack. So sorry that I, I skipped that way too fast. Uh, yeah. so those are the masters. No. So uh, we had to go a little bit back to Outcast. Uh, Jeremy uh, mentioned that we forgot to talk about Terra as a master, as a leader of the crew. I mean, she's a fantastic beater schemer as a leader of the crew because she gets a secondary act, uh, activation. Yeah, I mentioned, so I, first I mentioned her. I just didn't mention the second activation. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. But yeah, in... Uh, Intent Thunders as a leader of a crew, Hungering Darkness. Like, that is disgusting. And yeah, oh, come on. You have played against Honeypot. Oh, no, it, oh, no, it's good. That's kind of what I'm saying. Is like, <laughs> Ten Thunders has a lot of mobile, just hard hitting, scheming crap. Yeah, it's like one of the few masters in the game that can match the free core crew for damage. That's yeah, pretty He gross. does a reliable 8 damage. Yeah, that's so gross. <laughs> and he's not easy to kill unless you have anti-demise um, trick, uh, trickery or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, what about Lin 2? What do you think? I agree with Lin 2, but what do you think? Yeah, I was saying, I actually played against Lin 2 yesterday, and um, it's min 3 damage, but if you're slow, which the crew puts out, you can become min 4 damage pretty quick with her. Um, and... Yep. Her and her crew are just very, um, very mobile. I'm going to pull up her card real quick. Um, yeah, no problem. Nope. Yeah, so, I mean, she's just very mobile, does a lot of damage, a lot of movement shenanigans, confiscated lore is pretty gross, ending conditions, uh, and she can just, you know, scheme scheme just fine and is just a really good fighting master. Yeah. I think yeah, she's yeah, a beater yeah. schemer so because... She beats, like, she hits people really well, and she can move her crew around with her activation to set up scheming. So she doesn't necessarily have AP to scheme well, but her actions set up the rest of the crew to scheme really well. Hmm. Because if you look at her okay. actions, they don't, like, drop schemes, and she's not moving, like, a ton. But she can move other models, clear conditions, heal models, um... And just kind of neuter your opponent's, you know, top of their fate deck a little bit as well. Yeah, they're shockingly resilient. Yeah. The story side is. The story is very shockingly resilient. All right. So we ended up doing a top 10 list for enforcers. And I feel like a lot of those models were actually beater schemer models. <laughs> yeah. No, they, they, that's, a, that's the reason why I wanted to mention it in, in our conversation. Because, oh... Something happened in the recording. I don't know if it's... Can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you. Okay. All right, anyway. So, yeah. In the conversation, we were talking about the top 10 minions and I, the I do, uh, do want to say, though, real quick, before you continue with that statement, that we have yeah. the Nick Dub in the chat. Oh, my girl. <laughs> 
it's a rule that whenever you see Welcome Nick Westbrook, back, Nick. you have to say the Nick Westbrook. The Nick Westbrook. There's only one. There is literally only one. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Enforcer's uh, top ten list. So, uh, both both our top ten lists were actually affected by this. Because we very early on, we noticed that trend. Uh, then after that, the hard thing, the reason why it, we're not winning every game is because execution in this game is super important, right? Yeah. So, assuming the execution of the average tournament player, I based all those picks. Would you agree with some or all of those models? Yeah, I feel like the enforcer list is more heavy with beater schemers. Uh, the just general good models is, I think some of those are just schemers or some of them are just, you know, mobile and they don't necessarily fight that well. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I think the enforcers, though, a lot of them are mobile and hit hard. <laughs> Yeah, and a lot of the minions that we pick are either make scheming a lot easier, defend very well against beater schemers, or a combination of both. Like, our number one minion, the reason why we picked it is because not only is he great at just moving long distances, but he doesn't get one-shotted very easily. We've, I think both of us have played a fair amount of games into gaining grounds for right now. So, our... Just give me one model right off the top where you're like, oh, I know this model has been really good at, you know, scheming and punching models in the face. Well, I mean, again, I would say let's just go real quick through the factions. We didn't take that long with the Masters. And I think we're going to take less with the with each faction. And since our top 10 didn't have a meter schemer for every faction, this, this should just be easy. Okay, we'll start with Arcanist then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in Arcanist, I think it's very easy to say it's the elemental uh, wind golem, right? What do you think? See, that's kind of tough, though, because I feel like you could also do the same thing with, like, the Corophy duet. Oh, that's right. I always forget about the Corophy duet, and that thing just wins games by itself. Yeah, it's it's really good. Um, so, here, let me give you a couple models that I think are, and you can kind of let me know if one stands out. So, I think we have the Wind Golem, we have the Corophy duet, I think you could throw Howard Langston on there too, just because he has a lot of mobility and crap. Yep. Um, yeah. Unimpeded uh, speed five, three moves, something like that. Yep. And then um, you could almost put, <laughs> you could almost put the other, a couple of the other golems on there too. Cause they're also mobiles like the metal golem you could throw on there. So um, the metal golem, if we're talking about in keyword, I agree. But if we're not talking about in keyword, I don't think so. Okay. And anything else pop up? Uh, you also have the... Um, the Blessed of December. Blessed of December I was going to bring up as another one. Yep. yep. And, now, I think that, way, and I think that's kind of... That's the few that stick out to me. Yeah. Well, uh, I just wanted to point out real quick. The reason why we always mention Blessed of December, Speed 5, Deadly Pursuit, Leap, and a damage track of 246. Yeah. The damage that is also, huge. Yeah, which also has critical strike and pushes people off of points. So doing a casual seven damage on a model is and on, not and something. onslaught and onslaught if necessary. Like the, this model is very and it heals very good. itself. And it <laughs> yes, there's it's an entire list of why the blessed of December is here. Yeah, I I really like the blessed of December. I think a lot of people forget about it, 
And I think this would be a good GG, even taking it out of keyword, like even though it's, it would be nine soul stones out of keyword, it's still really good. And you can easily get your point. I mean, there was a couple of times where I played it when I was doing Marcus and you're, it would just wreck your back lines. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with Marcus because it's stealth armor one or whatever the heck you want to do with him. Yeah, but that being said, the wind golem is definitely really good, and so is is so obviously so is the Corfi duet. So if I had to pick one, I think I probably do go with the four winds golem just because of how good it is. I mean, it's the same point because outside of keywords, so I'm gonna go with the Corfi duet uh, because if you can play a crew that doesn't have any armor, like the keyword is not uh, any armor, and then you throw in the Corfi Duet and all of a sudden it becomes an unkillable godsend monster. I also think why the Corfi Duet is probably good, and it's tough for me, like it's really close between that and the Wind Golem. Oh yeah. It is Arcanists work really well with Constructs. Yes. There's a lot of keywords that like that and like armor and can make can really abuse that, right? Um, so that makes the Corfi Duet very dangerous in a lot of keywords. So I think... Just to quickly sum it up, you pick the the wing golem if you're planning on like eating small minions and playing against guns. You pick those the Corfi duet whenever you're, you know, you just need a piece that will go into one side of the table and do whatever it wants. Yeah, I think if you're playing against a crew specifically and they don't target like willpower, and it's like oh, you know, they just want like I played against Barbaros and I put the Corfi duet on the table, and you know Barbaros just wants to punch stuff, so I was like. Cool, you hit me with, you know, your 12. <laughs> I'm going to cheat in this 13, so you miss this attack. Have fun. Yep. So, yeah, Corfies oh, are really good. Uh, they get multiple activations if you can hold it off, right? Um, because they dance apart, and then you can dance them back together. Um, just really good. Okay, okay. You you won very, very decisively. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I think I, I like, probably because I play Sandeep, right, that I like the... Uh, the wind golem, but other keywords, I definitely like the duet. So I could see that. I mean, the reason why I mentioned the whole little models thing, if, if it's a crew, say for example, I don't know, something that we, we see often, uh, you're playing against Dashiell and Dashiell likes to summon a bunch of models and uh, every now and then an executioner. Every single time you kill one of those with the wind golem who targets height, you get a soulstone back. Yep. That's the type of stuff that's actually very good. Yep, for sure. So going into the bayou, so a couple of beater schemers. Let's kind of go down the list here. I feel like bayou's. I don't think there's any. I mean, first mate. It's not a. I mean, he's not an enforcer, but okay. Well, well, so that's what I'm saying. We don't have to stick to just enforcers. I'm going to go through the list though, and pull out everything, and also we'll see if there's also. Um, any enforcers <laughs> that do that. Uh, hold on, I'm yeah. about halfway through. So we got the first mate. Peter uh, <laughs> Schemers. Nope, that's not it. Nope. That's not it. <laughs> nope, hold on. Hold I'm just going to say, while you're thinking, lucky emissary. I'm just going to point that one True. out. Because he is decently mobile. Well, not decently. He's actually incredibly mobile. But as a Peter Schemer, I don't, I don't know. I wouldn't put him as a, a good one. What do you think about the mechanized pork chop? No. No. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> what about what about Maris? Uh, she's great as a schemer. I would not make her a beater schemer. She has up we go. I know. 
I know she has up we go and flaming bottle. Those two are fantastic abilities. Okay, hold on. I'm almost done here. Uh, hmm. You're almost done there. Yeah, I don't think Bayou. I'm so sorry to tell you, but you gotta look into your your uh, what you call it henchmen and masters for beater schemers, and you don't even have that many good choices. <laughs> Man, I didn't realize it was this bad. <laughs> Jeez. It is, but I, I mean, I've been looking into it because I want to play Bayou, but I what just not figure it out. What about the Spawn Mother? <laughs> that's, a, that's a henchman, and no. Uh, <laughs> um, hmm. What would you say about a Swine Cursed? <laughs> no, it's not mobile. It can just tank. <laughs> Loki Brace, like, I got one. <laughs> Whiskey Golem. <laughs> Yeah, I, actually, I think Whiskey Golem's pretty good. I haven't gotten to the W's yet, but I would put Whiskey Golem on that list for sure. In in what world? Why? Because it has, uh, it can move with its uh, bonus action, and it just it fights and it hangs around and it can scheme a little bit. Listen, I, we're trying to pick things out here, Dixon. There's not there's not a lot going on. Actually, here's one that I think is a good one. Um, okay. I actually think it's a good one. It's not the best, but I okay. think it's one of the things I got. And it is the wild boar. No. So, yeah. So, there's, so hear me out. Hear me out. Their movement's six. Oh my God. They're fast. You can give them fast, right? Because they have reckless. Okay. And then they're two, four, five. And uh -huh. they, they have armor piercing and some other cool triggers. Yeah. They actually have a trigger to remove scheme markers with always eating. Hmm. Um, okay. So and they're unimpeded. That's a big thing, and they can charge okay. more than once per activation. So, wild boar. The only problem is they're squishy, but that's not part of the of our criteria here. I think they're actually and he's really not good. Enforcer. I think they're really good for scheming. A little bit of anti scheming, and they definitely kill. Like I will kill things with a wild boar. However, it might not be there to activate again because they are squishy. Beat <laughs> beat. This is for enforcers, so you've said like four things that are not enforcers. Well, <laughs> when I'm going through this, I'm not just listing enforcers. I'm looking at just overall okay. infaction. Um, no, but how, for this specific part of the podcast, we were talking about enforcers real Oh, fast. we're not going to go through every like type here and go through every faction, though. I mean, it literally won't take more than 20 minutes if you didn't just completely deviate and go into minions and henchmen. <laughs> That's because I don't see any henchmen I like for beating and scheming. In the arms of an angel. Just accept it and move on, Pete. It will be faster. <laughs> oh, but yeah, no. I would. Say, I'm gonna go into explorers real quick because I think explorers is actually. Uh, so are we just doing? Are we just same. doing everything, or are we actually just doing enforcers? What are you talking about? When we're when we're going through right now, are we just doing enforcers? Or are we just yeah? Doing the idea was to go through enforcers of every faction because it's real fast. That was the, the okay. entire idea for this segment. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I was gonna say like there's only there's only like two that I could potentially maybe think about it. One of them is in explorers, is the 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 worm, and the other one is the Malosaurus Rex. But I don't know how you feel about it. That, that seems like a little bit meh. Why do you keep hating on the damned? I mean, sure. It's got a, it's, it's got a spiky. It's got two, four, six, man. That's a spike. It has crit strike, bouncing strike. Because the upgrades, yeah. Because the up, none of the upgrades actually keep it alive. Like, can it do damage? Yeah, of course. It's just like okay. So once again, though, 
the criteria is not that the model is going to stay alive. And that is fantastic, Photon. I was actually going to bring that up too. Calypso and Dr. Beeb, really good. Yeah, but they're 10 points and they have six health. So I don't know. I'm kind of like iffy on that. You're armor two and you can bring back Calypso. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm still... My pick is, you know, the two that I mentioned. Uh, I'm not convinced. I think... I think Explorers is in the same group as Bayou, where they don't have any really great agree that. I actually think enforcer picks. I, I think they have a lot of really good enforcer picks for it because they have the dam, okay. they have the um, they have the um, Calypso and BB. You have um, what else they got here? Of course, you got the emissary. Well, no, he's more of a bigger than mine. <laughs> you have Jin's actually pretty decent at fighting. <laughs> And uh, on a, like you I said, mean, the, the sandworm. Uh, the sandworm, yeah, yeah, that's what I said. Like the two that I can actually see as as pick is the sandworm because it can be anywhere on the table and do heinous amounts of damage, and maybe the mouseaurus rex. But that's me knowing that the rest of the community thinks that the, it's a bad model for some reason. And the dude, and the damned even has a better damage track than the worm. Uh, yes, but it dies a stiff breeze, and there's no easy so way to keep worm. it alive. It's it's not like the Blessed December. Well, the, the the worm has a burrow trigger, and it can literally come out of any piece of severe terrain on the table. Like, the worm is amazing. You know it's amazing. Yeah, the only right. other one that I was, like, thinking about is maybe the nice soul creeper, but I wasn't even convinced. All right, we're going to have to disagree on that one. I, I do think that I get it. Calypso and BB are really good. All right, that's. I mean, it's it's a fine point. Uh, we don't have that much experience playing explorers, but I, I think. Guess. Well, I've been playing against explorers a lot lately because Trevor, and Calypso and BB. I also think are just good because you can get like six AP with them in a turn. If oh, you play them in keyword, not wrong. Yeah, that's a good point. That is a good point. So, I think the AP just like doing six actions in one turn is really good. Yep, 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 yep. I think the, I I think, think the Night uh, Silk is fine. Me too, but, like, I'm trying to figure out if there's anything better than that. Because, like, there's nothing quite like the other stuff that we've been talking about. Like, once we get to a Resurrectionist, it's just going to be spoiled for choices because they have many good choices. Yeah, I think Night Silk Creeper in, in that is better in some keywords than others. Like, I think Night Silk Creeper in, like, a... Um, in the uh, what's his face uh, Cooper two, I think is really good. Okay, that's fair. So I think you just got to pick that there. Uh, I guess we're going into guild now. Yeah, in guild, there's only two that are in my mind: the Pell Rider and the uh, the Lone Marshal. I don't think there's anybody else, but those picks are just incredible. Regardless, what do you think? Um, I agree with that. I just uh, I think you could make the an argument, maybe. Maybe for the undercover reporter, um, but I think Maybe. you got, I think you got the two there. I think it's really hard just to not bring those two in a lot of matchups, just because they're really good. They're mobile. Um, I would probably lean more towards the rider than the lone marshal because the lone marshal wants to shoot its gun. I don't yeah, think yeah, the lone marshal wants to interact. Correct. Uh, there's there's multiple ways that he has also to like just de- uh, keep himself alive and get onto your side of the table to start doing things. But you're right; it usually does not want to 
use an action to drop a scheme marker. Yeah, whereas the Pale Rider, you can use the gun, but you can also just be like, I'm going to ride with me, walk, and drop the scheme or something if you need to. Yeah, yep, I agree, I agree. Neverborn? Uh, let's see. Neverborn, I mean, Kurgan. I'm joking. I'm joking. It's not the Kurgan, but like, I always have to like mention the Kurgan because like, holy crap, everybody's in mother. I think you Killjoy. I don't know. Uh, in Neverborn, I don't. I think we're also in the same camp as uh, Bayou and EVS. Like we have great choices in henchmen and in minions, but not so much in an enforcer. I'd go with uh, a for this specific job. No, it dies. This one dies even easier than okay, the hold on, dead. Hold on. We got you. Got to <laughs> stop. I think you have to stop with this whole. It dies to a stiff breeze. Like we're saying, Why? can it? Can it kill something and can it scheme? That's what I'm saying. I don't think it can kill something in the time that it will take to kill it. In my experience, this thing doesn't survive uh, even if you were to chuck it across the table and then get an activation as a last activation. But the models that you're picking to go into, I think you do kill. I that's what I'm that's my my point is this doesn't do it. Uh, I know it looks like it. I think it, but I, I think mean, it does it better than the other options you have. I I don't I don't think so. Cavern Nephilim, mature Nephilim, they do the job significantly better for two points. We're talking, but that. we're talking about enforcers now, right? We're talking That's exactly about enforcers, my point. not no, no, minions. No. And I agree. And and I specifically started. I think we're in the same camp as Explorers and Bayou. We just do this job with henchmen and in uh, minions. If I had to pick an enforcer, uh, I would probably have to pick the emissary. And the emissary is not a very good schemer. I'm going to pick White Eyes. Sure. You can do that, buddy. <laughs> you can do that. Uh, so, yeah. That's that's uh, Neverborn to me. Okay. I'll say Bandersnatch. I know. I know. You can be wrong. wrong. <laughs> You're wrong. Your face is wrong. Oh, he got me. All right. Outcasts for enforcers that are good with the uh, beaten and scheming. Uh, I don't have enough experience here. I'm hoping that somebody in the chat can actually help me out here because I do not know anything in Outcast that can be a beater schemer. Uh, nothing beast. I mean, I guess that's not a bad choice. Uh, I wouldn't have thought about that, but that's a great choice. Photon uh, says Ronan. We're not. So I would agree if we did this the way I wanted to, but Dixon, we're doing Enforcers first. <laughs> and then Dude, we're it's, it's because it's. You're good. I'm just kidding. It's because crap. I wanted to finish. No, I wanted to finish in a strong note. But like, yeah, I don't know why you said that. <laughs> um, but I, I would say so. Since we're talking about enforcers, I do think the nothing beast is pretty good um, because it does hit like a truck and it pops up wherever you need to on the board. So, yes. pretty it good. It used to be the midnight stalker, but the midnight stalker got nerfed into oblivion. It is now. Uh, I wouldn't say model. oblivion. You can, you can. No, it's not. When was the last time you saw it? I have not seen it. I I played it after it got nerfed. It's fine. It's just you have to be. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's still playable. It's still, it can get fast because you're going to be on the opponent's half. It has a leap that you just need a three of masks for. And it has two, three, four with possible crit strike. Decent um, showboating, drawing your card. So, you still bring it. You just can't be as egregiously like obnoxious with it. You have to play it way more conservative. 
I mean, out of experience like this, I would like to say Zoo is the beater schemer that you can pick out a keyword if necessary, but I'm not. Again, I just don't have that much experience. I don't know if Sue's is mobile enough in himself. Well, he does have running guns, so I guess that's something. Yeah, and critical strike and all that good stuff. Jeremy says, yeah, the nothing beast and ashes kind of fit this, <laughs> or I suppose, he says. Yeah, ashes just need a little setup, though. That's kind of their problem now is you need a scrap marker somewhere. Yeah, instead of removing Incorporeal from him, all they needed to do <laughs> is uh, make the damage from that trigger irreducible. That's it. That's all he needed to do. Make the damage from the trigger irreducible and he would have been fixed. All right. Enforcers for Rezzers. Uh, the king of that is going to be Archie. Yep. Yep. Archie, Betnoir. Be oh, my goodness. Look, oh, let's go through this list. Yeah, we got the Dead Rider, Archie, <laughs> Betnoir. What else we got the here? Dead Rider. In uh, keyword, Ikirio, because that totem is cracked. <laughs> I mean, Lost, well, lost Love doesn't really beat, so. Um, what else exactly, we got? yeah. Jin, Jin dependent. Oh my God, Jin dependent Gollum. Yep, Yin is there. Shockingly uh, good can, model. <laughs> you can even argue like Rogue Necromancy is pretty decent at that. I, I wish it, it was a little bit more resilient. Uh, after talking about him for a little bit, I played a couple of games against it, and uh, using the knowledge that Cackle gave us, I have been killing it. Very. Uh, like, oh yeah, it's only system. it's only defense four, and it's not the most mobile. It has ambush, but it's. It's got right. five movements, so that's something, I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, that's it, it. Just this is the faction for the beater schemers, I guess. Yeah, I mean Archie's just so freaking good at it. Oh yeah, oh yeah. The king. Instead of a pirate hat, he needs a crown. <laughs> I know it's so good. Well, cause see, and this is where I think this like Archie should be the picture of this episode because. He's he can be self sufficient, right? Because he can discard a card to heal up. He he can't gain condition, so he doesn't have to worry about that part of it. He is relatively easy to kill if you put the right model into him, but he's doing min three, four, six damage. And he has a lot of good triggers on that with sweeping strike and bolt over. Um and then he has a leap, which is really good. And yeah, I've just been enjoying playing him because he's just very mobile and can cause a lot of problems for your opponents. Yep, yep. And I mean, it, it's just, that's a strength of their faction. They have really good mobility, doing high damage. It's just that everything under the sun will hit them. That's the thing that everybody has to be aware of. It's like, yeah, Resurrectionist seems super oppressive because they almost always get the alpha and they hit really hard. But so, you can hit them with everything. Yeah, it, it's just, it's good. Um, can, can I mention something really random in like 10 Thunders real quick? Yeah, I mean, we're going to 10 Thunder, so go for it. So I played against Brody, who is playing Story, correct? He put the, what is it, the Silent Protector upgrade on Jade Rabbit? Yeah, yep. <laughs> so, so I was going to mention that too. <laughs> so I did not know that it is lucky even in opposed duels, meaning if it, if it hits you with something, you're at a negative when it hits you. Yes. So he challenged Archie. <laughs> yes. And Archie was mentally challenged the rest of that turn. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of funny. It's a double whammy because, like, Archie will not die for the rest of the turn, but you have to discard cards every single time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Photon, I, I'm glad that you finally caught on with the rest of... No, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, no, I, no, just, I just found that out Thunder. last night. I was like, that... 
is really gross. <laughs> yeah, I I was gonna make a bigger joke out of it, but yes, the the Jade Rabbit Silent Protector thing is going is doing the rounds in the MWS server. It is almost cancer. You have to accept it. <laughs> it's just gonna happen. <laughs> if it wasn't Ar- if it wasn't Archie, I would have felt a lot worse because I think I ended up just going to drop a ski marker somewhere and sit yes. on the back and sit on the back marker. But if I wanted yep. to, if I had the cards, I could have just jumped into somebody if I was wounded enough and just mm-hmm. discard to heal, hit you, discard to heal, hit you. Yeah. And, and again, Ten Thunders has multiple uh, other models that can do other jobs. So like having your your totem have a two-inch, uh, uh, two-point upgrade that does this for disruption, that's amazing in my opinion. So what do you think they got? As far as beater schemers, uh, I think Sun Wukong and Raijin are pretty good. Yeah, there's, there's, I want to say there's five uh, that are really good. There's Kenshiro, Sun Wukong, uh, uh, whatchamacallit, he just said it, Jesus. Uh, Raijin, uh, the Dawn Serpent, that's another one. And uh, I can't remember the last one when I was looking through it. But uh, yeah, those are those alone are really good. What do you think? Oh, oh no, I, I agree. himself? Yeah, I, I agree with those. I would say the story ones are specifically the Monkey King. He is just, he is yes. so mobile and his damage track is, you know, it's not the like most glorious damage track, but it's consistent enough with a two inch reach that, you know, he can take, he's either going to kill what he needs to or bring it back to his crew to kill it. Yeah, It's kind of like those monkeys that, me- you know, steal things from the, uh, from the tourists and then they like make them yeah. exchange things to get their stuff back <laughs> kind of what he's doing uh the the speed of the meteor i just wanted to point out is probably uh on the same level as like low isis claim the land so, so that's good. that's one of the abilities they have to keep yeah you have to definitely keep that in mind it's it's not on the same same that's level, how Seamus got so killed close. last night oh really oh yeah he's well, not with not with speed the meteor specifically. He speed the meteor, and then he did journey to the west to Seamus to then get Seamus into the middle of his crew. Ooh, yeah. Oh, that is so rough. Yep, Seamus was like, "Hello, love," and died. <laughs> yep, yep. So yeah, I I would say before the 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 Song Wukong came in. Donna Serpent was actually not a bad pick as an enforcer out of keyword because it's super mobile and, you know, it can heal itself back up. Uh, so there's, there's ways there. And here's why I want to make also a case for Raijin, just because even out of activation, he can ping people for damage and possibly hand out stunned. But then yep. also on top of that, he has maddening drums so he can remove other scheme markers and crap. Uh, oh yeah, he, he has oh, a good yeah. shockwave if- with thunderstruck. Tempest two three four is pretty decent, and then his bonus is just to heal himself up. So he's you know able to kind of move around. His crew moves him around, and he just kind of causes chaos. Yes, and uh, the only reason why I wouldn't say that this guy's a beater schemer is because he likes being around other friendly models. Uh, yeah, but he's a fantastic piece. If you have any movement shenanigans in your crew, uh, in in ten thunders get this model because every single time you you bump him like an inch or two once per activation he forces a duel that does one damage and stun if you fail it like that is insanely good yeah it's really good 
All right. So what are we going back now? And are we doing henchmen and minions at the same yeah, time? Yeah, dude, it's, it's super fast and people want to know. Oh, give me one second. Jade Rabbit with Silent Protector. What do we still got here? Okay, cool. Yeah, so... Yep. Gonna gonna see where this uh where this all goes, but a lot of Ten Thunders are just really good with all the story models. Story's so good they don't even need out of keyword or versatile picks. <laughs> just get those boxes and play games and win. Oh uh, well hopefully hopefully the chat y'all are doing well. And enjoying the conversation between, I love bantering with Dixon. He just sometimes he's so all over the place, and we just <laughs> uh, the miscommunication sometimes. What happened? No, you're good. Just waiting on you. Just oh. chatting with the chat. Uh, chatting with the chat. Yeah, I told him it's like it's a, the miscommunication sometimes between you and I is part of the fun. Oh yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's part about? of the charm. I would say All right, so. so. Let's see. So, are we doing henchmen now? Minion. Or minions? I thought it was minion. Do you want to do henchmen? Let's do henchmen real quick. Okay. Yeah, let's do henchmen. Okay. Uh, so, I mean, run, this run is down henchmen. The, yeah, this is like easy PC as well because I think this is where the main power for all the factions is. I don't know about you. Do you think that there's factions where... I guess Archie may be toppling that in Resurrectionist, but I'm not even sure. What do you think? Uh, yeah, give me Beat? a sec. Henchman. Yeah, I'm up. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah, we can go through the henchmen uh, for each faction. Yeah, it's, it's super fast. I mean, starting from top to bottom, Carlos. Like, I don't think you disagree with that. And freaking... What? What's up? Um, I'm just checking to, yeah, I'd probably, if I had to pick a henchman for them, I probably would say Carlos, but I mean, his damage isn't great, but I think he can definitely kill stuff when he needs to. Really? You don't think that his damage is great? I mean, it's two, two, three, you can get crit strike in there. So I'm saying it's solid. And then he has also breath of fire, but out of the yeah. list, I think he's definitely the one. Yeah, yeah, four four five is usually when he goes in to kill something. That's what I see. It's either four four five or three three four. That's the yeah, and the, the extra extra movement with his bonus is really good as well. Exactly, and because he also hands out uh, distracted and fire with every hit, it shockingly it makes it so that it's like okay, I guess I'm dying at the end of the turn, even if I stone or whatever. Yep. So I'd agree with that for uh, Arcanus. What are you thinking for uh, Bayou Henchman? Uh, that's this is where Bayou makes its money, I think, in terms of leader schemer. Uh, yeah, because well, you say, got the first mate. <laughs> well, that's the first one, but like, there's the first mate. There's freaking Lenny with the Lenny slide. Uh, there's also Sammy, which shockingly can just at range be a giant nuisance. And then the king of all, Uncle Bog. <laughs> yeah i mean bog just putting down a scheme marker with weary road uh yep. he can he can summon a gator to help you scheme if you really want to off the path yep. to move your models around and two three five damage to heal himself when he gets in trouble is pretty good 
I mean, he constantly is hit. He like I have gotten this man to like two health, and he goes right back up like six, uh, four to six, uh, four to six health. Yeah, in in the following activation, it's so annoying. Uh, I obey him constantly, so he can bite somebody and heal. So yeah, Uncle Bog, I think it's the king in that uh, category. In certain situations, I would also throw Bo Peep's hat into the ring there. Also um, true. Specifically, I if I want her to fight, I'm usually going to put her in something that abuses something like uh, Maw Tuck It with Pit Traps. And then mm-hmm. just whip people into the Pit Traps so that makes her attack min 3. Yeah, yeah, because that's the thing with, with uh, Bayou. Their damage tracks are not usually high off the bat, but they have like many dirty tricks with terrain yeah. and stuff. So I agree with that. Okay. Uh, what about explorers? Uh, I was having problems with this one as well. After they nerf the Iron Matron, I still think it's the Iron Matron, and that's uh, probably uh, because people are not people are not trying to play Model Nine. I want to play Model Nine, and that would be my personal pick, but I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet either. I think Model Nine. It spikes pretty good at two, four, five, um, and even its throwing knives aren't bad. Uh, I actually was surprised. I played against Corvus Rook recently, where he did some work uh, because you can you can ping yourself for damage for draw out secrets, so that helps with a lot of the schemes. So I actually had it where I got staggering punched twice. I took like four or five damage, and then uh, I had two scheme markers, and I had to activate the model next and. Hey, I got ensnared for that VP, so that was pretty good. So I would say somewhere yeah. in between that, I pro- I probably lean towards Iron Matron still, specifically in keyword Iron Matron, because she moves a crap ton with that crew. Yeah, that's why I like those are the two picks that I would say because exactly that. Yep. All right, what about uh, the guild? Uh, guild same uh second verse same as the first i think they they value more like one pick shared across every faction so probably loisa fusi and melissa core what do you think huh you see what i mean like they're not I've like never seen high Louisa, damaging. i never i never seen louisa kill anything right but she is like you know what i mean it's like Somehow she is I've, this disgusting piece that will do whatever I've, it needs to be I've done. I've killed more with Allison Dade than I have Louisa. Okay, so I'll remove her as a beater schemer, but she's such a insanely good schemer yeah. that even beater schemers are struggling stopping her. Yeah, because like Guild's kind of weird because I'm looking at a lot of these models and they're either insanely good at scheming or insanely good at damage. Correct. For the henchmen. And the reason why so, I said Melissa Chorus because. Yeah, good. Yeah, good. No, the reason why I mentioned Melissa Core is like the running gun on her gun and her damage strike of two, four, six with an extra blast. I've seen her just white, just like violently destroy schemers going into a point on her way there. Yeah, and transfer power is really good for that extra like movement because she can, yep. you know, she can run and gun. She can move an extra two inches, so she does scoot around the board pretty good. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So I'd probably lean that way. Um, There's some other options in keyword that are probably okay, but um, yeah, I don't think I disagree with your picks. I think we can move on to Neverborn. Yeah, I, 
they're just like they don't have many choices it's just more in all right we have these two choices and they're freaking insane <laughs> so for neverborn i think i have a pick and i don't think there's a close one to it no kidding who do you think it's going to be the man that I have learned to hate, and that is Klaus. Yeah, I would agree with that. Like, uh, my two picks... He uh, is so ridiculous, because he actually does are... a lot of damage, too. He does. He do Yeah, he does. Like, surprisingly, his 1-3-4 actually hits that 3 more often than not, because him being a friendly model makes it so that he bypasses a whole bunch of negative stuff. Well, and it's not only that. He also has press for information, which can do some damage to you. Um, even his incessant oh, other, questioning is really good. Yeah, that's that's why the one three four came. But what about the my other two picks, which was Hinamatsu and Widow Weaver? Uh, Hinamatsu's fine because she can kind of really scoot around. Yeah, uh, I I agree with the Widow Weaver. Yeah, you, usually you're gonna see the uh, Widow Weaver Bander Snatch combo. Yeah, it's it's kind of funny because like we had a game recently, like you won the game, but Hinamatsu fought. The Dead Rider, uh, and what was the other model? It was two models that she fought. She lost to the second one, but she killed the first one. It was like yeah, I Dead Rider. The, I think it was the Valedictorian. Uh, no, no, Manos. Manos was the second one. Oh, and she right. put Manos down to like four health. So she did a lot of good job before she went down, but she did go down eventually. <laughs> yeah, because she's movement six. She can get plus two to that. Um, she has a a lot of nasty little tricks to help her win the day. Yep. So those are the three. In keyword, uh, Lord Chompy bits. He cannot be ignored. You just can't <laughs> ignore Chompy. No. No, you can't. <laughs> it's so good. Oh. Alright. Outcasts. This one's interesting. I'm... Yeah, I mean, huh. we have like all the good ones. We have Eric, Barbaros, we have freaking Mad Dog Bracket, Montresor. Like, there's a lot here. Rusty Alice, if you really need a good gun. Outcast lean heavy on the beating part of it, though. You don't think that? Oh, I see what you mean. So they are like, mostly beaters. Yeah, so if I was going to pick some of these for... Like, they all hit pretty hard. But... Mm. Hmm. And you don't consider them schemer... Uh, what do you, why don't you consider them in the part of the schemer side? Well, because they want to spend their actions hitting you. Like, I know Eric, I, it doesn't feel good if I got to interact with Eric, right? Like, I want to punch something and do, like, eight damage to them. Okay. Same thing with Barbaros. I don't think you want to scheme with him. Hmm. Um, yeah, but they get there fast, and then they, they can use the action to do that. I don't know. I'm... I'm not convinced 100%, but I definitely agree with you that they are very much beaters first. I would say, honestly, the Scion of the Void's pretty pretty good in a lot of situations. Uh, I mean, if you can bury it in keyword, I agree. Yeah, in keyword. I'm not talking like Scion out of keyword because it can scheme. It can, you know, hit things that are buried for like three min three damage. Um, yeah, but that's the reason why all of these models are great regardless of keywords, the one that I mentioned. And then you, if you add in keyword specific, then yeah, Scion definitely goes in there. Taylor, Taylor's a great pick too, uh, Jeremy says in the chat. 
Taylor's maybe the other option because she's mobile enough to get out of there. Yeah. Eric with the teleporting diving charge. Yeah, that's not bad. <laughs> it's just, it's kind of funny when we do a podcast and because we didn't, like I said, I didn't take time to really analyze a lot of this stuff. But now that I'm like breaking it down by henchmen, which is good on you, Dixon, for making us do this. I'm sitting here <laughs> looking at the outcast henchmen being like, man, these guys like to punch you in the face really hard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and, in, like, for example, Mad Dog. Just just think about, in general, Mad Dog. He eats scheme markers. He is not very easy to, to take down unless you have, like, some willpower attack. And because of running gun, like, you have to put him in melee constantly. Yeah. And if you're not very good at, at that, he's just going to roll through your, your other schemers. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't know which one of these I would pick as a schemer over the others, a beater schemer. They're all really good at beating, and they can scheme. So there's that, I guess. Maybe Benny just for the anti-scheming. <laughs> Benny, for, I mean, the same thing. If you don't have the points for Bad Dog, then yeah, you can bring in Benny and Benny will do something similar. All right, so Rezzers. I mean, I think a lot of this is going to be... I don't know. They don't well, really have a good beater schemer, do they? Uh, Manos. Manos, <laughs> the legend. Uh, come on now. Manos, the legend. Valedictorian can incidentally do scheming. You have played yeah. her a lot. Yeah, I think it's mostly Manos. Yeah, it's mostly Manos for sure. But, like, the Valedictorian is not a bad choice. Vincent's not a bad choice. Anna's not a bad choice. Datsuaba is not a bad choice. They can That's do actually, the job. I was surprised. Being movement six, Datsuaba was actually a pretty cool little choice when I did the tech guide, uh, tech pick there. Correct. It was, it was pretty yeah, good. Yeah, 12 inches. Yeah, like, she doesn't have, uh, whatchamacallit, leap. But she's a ghost, so she just goes right through everything 12 inches. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just a little uh, thing here. And, and then looking at 10 Thunders, uh, I don't know, Top Bill's pretty list. good. Nah, 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 nah. Bill's great as a, as a stand in one place and beat the crap out of you, but Amano Sako. Okay. Holy crap, Amano Sako. Why do you like Amazago? We were talking about her when it was like, oh, how do you deal with uh, Krulligans? And he's like, oh, you can get a Manosako because she gets double positive on hit and damage. I was like, holy crap. She can do triple on the hit and then double on the damage. Positives. That's how yeah. insane she is. Yeah, and it's movement six. Yep. And she can obey herself with a bonus action. Yeah, Dark Bargain's pretty good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. So, yeah. She, also, she's a great pick. I also like Kitty, too, for uh, a beater schemer. Well, she has the same problem as, uh, what's her face, uh, Loiza. So that's my experience with her. But, yeah, she, she can do damage. Yeah, yeah I don't think it's overly impressive. But... I'm sorry? I said I don't think it's super impressive, but you could do that with her. And then you said Desper. Yeah, Desper. But the big issue with Desper is like his uh, stat 5 makes it so that people can match on him a lot but yeah. double critical strike on desper is actually something that you cannot ignore because he'll do six damage ignoring armor and that's gross i would also say that a beater schemer that this one's a little weird because it's not like a traditional beater schemer that you would think of is monaco ray because yes. she can summon those stupid puppets Yes. So she's pretty yes, she decent can. because she can spend her AP to scheme and then she can summon a shadow pu or one of those whatever puppets. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Katashiro's, there agree. we go. And then those things go all over the place in scheme. Yeah, 
if you uh, spend turn one just summoning Katashiro and then have her get into a point from turn three and on, so it might be slow, but I have yeah, seen it's it. It's a slow play. Where all of a sudden she's like, oh, turn three, she's killing a model, getting fast, getting to the point, and scoring a point. Like, it's just like, wait, yeah. wait, when did this start? <laughs> like, why is she here? <laughs> because, and you gotta think, a lot of times she's not like a heavy target because people are scared about, you know, um, the upgrade. Yeah. Well, they're, they're scared about the master, they're scared about a Toto, and they don't want to get smashed in the face. And then it's like, oh, yeah, by the way, here's these puppets in your face. Yep, yep. I agree with that, too. Yeah. The all, the only other two choices that I can see that are, are fast enough to get to the point and do some good damage, but it's not like fantastic. There's Betty, uh, Ohaguro Betari, the Oni. She has Diving Charge. She has 235 with Puncture. Uh, so she can get that five damage very reliably. So that's that's not one to ignore. The other one being Tom Guan, which we all hate because he's fast. He's on a horse. He can teleport six inches to somebody else that's already in combat. That guy's insane. I mean, you, I'm pretty sure you've seen him out of keyword a lot. Oh yeah, turns out he's good. Yep, yep. And those would be my choices. It's not again. There's like three or four choices which are all great, but like you can't just ban one keyword and hit all of them. All right, and then we finally got to the minions. So going back to Arcanist with minions that are good beater <laughs> schemers. Um, so hmm. <laughs> uh, this is the hard part. Like I don't even know exactly any minion in Arcanist that's actually fit in this category. There's a lot of schemers, but not beater schemers. It, it, I mean, it used to be the uh, saber tooth, right? Yeah, yes. Holy crap, you're right. It used to be, but he's but not stock prey is very yeah. It's very clunky now, so that's harder to do. That's crazy. I completely forgot about that model now because he hasn't. I haven't seen him that much. Uh, what do you think of? I guess it's still <laughs> the swarm, right? I was gonna. I was either gonna say the swarm or the soulstone miner are pretty good at that. Huh. Actually, that actually answers the question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Soulstone Miner, uh, I was about to say, but you're right. It is it is both. Soulstone Miners and the Swarm. Both of them are great bitter schemers for Arcanist. Yeah, because it's like you said, they kind of, they pop up. Their damage track is decent. Um, decent triggers. They get you Soulstones. They can use their bonus to interact if you need them to. Yeah, uh, actually, the, the Swarm... With the upgrade that does uh, diesel engine, I think it's called. <laughs> yeah, it's pricey, but it's good. Gee, isn't it like just ten points for that yeah, one model? It, make, it makes him ten. Yeah, but they're like height one, which is disgusting. Uh, if you actually know how to abuse terrain, uh, oh, shadow. Yeah. I I had it in last GG where I scored three VPs with the steamer acne swarm in turn two. Yep, it was good. Yep, yep, yeah. Yeah, you're paying 10 points for a 9 health model that is defense 5, willpower 4. But holy crap, does this thing to work if you can deliver it at least yeah, to one, it's a three, one it's round a, of combat. It's a 3-inch move off of Diesel, and then you get a 5-inch move off your walk for your bonus. And then yep. you got 10 inches for profit, whatever you want to do there. Yeah, so yeah, the, the Steam Arriving Swarm Beater Schemer that we definitely should be watching out for. And you cannot ban... So it's super important. And then the yep. other one is Soulstone Miner for the exact same reason. Yep. 
All right, on to Bayou. I mean, I said yeah. wild boar earlier. Yeah, you did say wild boar, and I don't disagree with any other things that you said. So I guess wild boar and war pig as a uh, honorable I, mention. I will. I will also. Yeah, war pigs are really good too. But dude, have I will have to say, seeing this some more, buckaroos are really good. You're saying buckaroos. I mean, I would put the bushwhacker before the buckaroo on the table. Well, the buckaroos are more mobile because they have onward. And anytime you move through it, you possibly ping a model uh, for damage. And two, three, four is what it is. But they're they're pretty good. I wouldn't play them out of keyword, though. But in keyword, they're pretty good. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. For sure. All right. Minions for explorers. Uh, in Explorers, actually, I need to test this out, but I think it's a stupid uh, Umbra model that's like 8 points. The Deva? No, 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 Brock Inspector, but the Deva is really great, too. The Brock Inspector? Yeah, it has Death Touch, and it's defense 6, willpower 5, and it always has concealing. Yeah, I'll give you them or the Devas. They're pretty good. I don't think you can go wrong with a Botanist in the right crew. I agree. I agree. With the botanist. The botanist is is really good at scheming, but I don't think it kills though. Not very easily. Yeah, so that's the main reason why I'm not like convinced with the uh, botanist for the beater schemer side. But yeah, Davis definitely for sure. For the same yeah, reason think, that I said, Brock Inspector. I think if you play Ivan, this is a good GG for it. Those minions are really good. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Especially because you can summon them, uh, and yeah, that alone is great. Like the Deva alone. I, get, I just played against Jeremy, I want to say, like a week ago. Yeah. And he destroyed me with literally summoning Devas into specific points. And just, they started killing my schemers with, like, <laughs> Loki, very little... Loki Brain's like, botanists don't do anything. They just, or they don't kill anything. They just sustain. Uh, he's not wrong. I agree with that. That's true. <laughs> I, I don't know if so I've ever true. seen a botanist kill anything useful. Yeah, but those are the, the, two, uh, the two big picks in terms of beater schemers. Uh, I would not put botanists in that category because, yeah, they sure. survive like the apocalypse, but yeah, they don't, they don't kill, kill anything. anything. Uh, going over to guild then. Um, hmm. This was tricky. Yeah, this in is keyword, tricky. Executioners. They don't scheme though, man. Bruh, they eat scheme markers. Yeah, they eat. I guess if you, I don't know. Let me look here. Yeah, mounted guard executioners, like pretty much the entire guard. Key. Oh no, I have them. I have a model. I'm gonna. Where Which is one? it? Well, I w- you could say rocketeers are pretty decent at it. They'll slowly. Get <sighs> oh my you god! There. Yes, I forgot about them. I I do you know that I think about those models as freaking enforcers, and that's a mistake on my part. They're definitely. But here's not. <laughs> the beater schemer minion that I think people just need to bring because they're freaking good. Is just hunters. They're just good. Oh, the robot hunters? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're fast. Yeah. They have deadly pursuit. They're armor two. They have a two three five with crit strike that they can build in if they're near Hoffman. Um, they're just good. They're mobile. Yeah, they kill stuff. So this is this is actually shockingly opposite to the other two. When in an enforcers and in henchmen, they have like one or two good choices. In this one, they just have like multiple great choices. So it's kind of weird to think about. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's probably that's probably where I would go for that definitely. Yeah, Rocketeers number one, then the hunters in augmented, then the 
uh, the mounted guard, and then finally the executioners. And there's probably more after that, but those are the like incredibly good picks. All right, and then over to Neverborn. Mature Nephilim, Calvert Nephilim. Yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> just put put all the Nephilim models in there. Just put put all the Nephilim into that list. Yeah, young Nephilim also are great. Really, there's, there's, I don't know, I don't know about you, but I couldn't find anything that was not great in the, in the top end of that category. What do you think about the new Razor Spine Rattler? Mobile, schemey, uh, not killy enough. I remember. Yeah, I remember it was great for moving the thing around back in GG three. I don't. I haven't tried them out yet. I have to do that because they're not bad. Yeah, I think, though, mostly it's Nephilim. They're just so mobile, and they can kill the crap out of you or go scheme. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I would categorize the uh, the snake as a beater schemer, but yeah. it is incredibly mobile. Um. Yeah, I think we can just leave yeah, it at uh, the Nephilim. They're just really good. Yeah, just pick a random a young Nephilim, any, any other Nephilim that are not Lilo and Lilito. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have our outcast. Do, I, do outcasts have minions? I uh, I want to say the Ronin. Yeah, Ro oh, they're yeah. still great. Oh, yeah, Ronin are fantastic. Yeah, I don't think that we'll ever not see the Ronin be decent at the very least. Yeah, let me see if there's... Uh, I think it's Ronin, but I'm going to see if there's anything else here. Yeah, I think it's just Ronin, really. Uh, like everything else that I'm looking do, do, at. Do. You could argue maybe some of Von Schill's minions because you can put boots on them. I so I know terrible. for a fact that the sniper with the rocket launcher is one of the most disgusting combos you can do in free court, and I don't see it often enough. Yeah. So I, I would say it's one of Von Schill's, but I'm definitely saying Ronin are super good. They have armor yeah, yeah, piercing, they're mobile, they're just good. Yeah, I mean, they get most of their value from... Uh, basically everything else in their crews like their henchmen are, are they just so expensive that probably they push out all the minions out of the way well ronin don't just have battle tempo to get a two inch push during the start phase but then when they activate they get another three inch push because they have on the move and they have flurry Sir, so it's not a good. push it's a move <laughs> i say it's not a push it's a move yeah even better <laughs> uh who, reser minions Oh, uh, look at that, the hanged. <laughs> uh, I was going to say Kruligans. Kruligan, also, they kill eight-point models like it was their job. It's shocking to see. They can kill masters, man. I don't know what you're doing. I'm going headhunting. <laughs> no, but you get my point. They, they, they're a four-point minion that can kill eight-point models if they don't have soul I mean, stones. When we played, they killed, they killed Sadir. Right. They killed Desper. And I think they killed yes. something else. I can't remember. It was just brutal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the 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 what you call it? The thing with Sadir is it was like a combination of bad luck because he is defense seven basically against them. So I just I have bad luck on there. Yeah. Yeah. What was the other one that you said? Oh, I said the hang. I mean, there's more. Like it's resurrectionist. What do you think <laughs> about? Let me ask you this. What do you think about Shacombs? Shikom, good. Uh, I don't know about... Actually, they're great summons. I don't know how I feel about them uh, bought, though. But well, they, they are they not have bad. The top, they have Puncture, and on the top end, they do six damage. 
Yeah, no, as a summon, I agree that they will be fantastic at the job. But, like, I don't know if paying the seven stones is actually worth it for them. I saw a list where somebody paid the seven stones and they gave them the upgrade to give them Deadly Pursuit and um, whatever the thing is to get a soul stone out of a corpse. Okay. Okay. And it gives them, uh, I mean, and it gives them ruthless. So I saw somebody put that on there. Yeah. Like, that's, I mean, they're, cause they're move seven, right? So they're fast yes. with flying. Mm -hmm. They have challenge, which is good. Cause you can challenge somebody and fly away. And then two, yep. three, six with puncture armor piercing, pretty decent stat six. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I played uh, with them and against them. It's just, they're squishy enough that like, Sure. Maybe that's where I would be. Yeah, it's just that argument right there. It's just like, okay, they have like no defensive value other than if you hit me and I live, you take damage. So that's it. Yeah. Uh, but no, like you got way more better choices, in my opinion, outside of keyword than them. Also, uh, Student of Viscera, they're pretty good. Yeah, Student of Viscera, that was, uh, I would, uh, that was my, one of my other picks. The Flesh Construct on keyword with McMorning 2 is disgusting and a fantastic beater schemer. Uh, the freaking Gwysin, they punch up all the time. They're like a six-point minion that can shoot. Uh, and I mean, they can take down a eight-point minion fairly easily. Uh, the Hang, we already talked about. The Lampats in keyword, hoary, just horrifying creatures. I don't know if they you are. play against Lampats, but they oh, are yeah. horrifying creatures. Yeah, they're and, like impossible to uh, kill the and Necro they just don't go away. Yeah, and then that's it. I, the Necropunks are fine. Chikome is fine. But yeah, all the other ones that we mentioned are just gold and they're not necessarily expensive. Yep. And then uh, moving over to uh, to 10 Thunders minions. Uh, this one's hard for me. I don't usually go for minions. And it used to be that you just say Samurai and then answer this question, but... How do you feel? Um, if I I'm I'm kind of answering this from a reser perspective as well because I can use Gokudo. I kind of like Gokudo Gokudo in keyword, um, just because they're retainer, they're fast. Because when you put the upgrade on them, they're speed seven, and they can move and get focused. And you know they're just they're solid and they they can kill stuff because they're just fast and can can pick out their targets yeah. and and stuff. Uh, other models, though... Yeah, but I wonder if, like... I don't know. Yeah, I feel like I Katashiro say, yeah, are pretty good. They probably just rely... You say, what? Katashiro? Yeah, Katashiro are pretty good. I mean, when they're summoned, I agree, but, like, outside of that, I was going to point out the monkeys and Oni in keyword are also yeah. super gross. Yeah. I forget what they're called, though. I think the yokai. yokai. Yeah, yeah Yokai. yokai. Yeah, they're super good. Yep, yep. Because like they they can just attack multiple times. So yeah, their damage track is only two, three, four, and stat five to hit. But if you've ever seen one of these monkeys just go ham on something, my lord, dude, this is disgusting. What do you think about Jeremy saying uh, "wandering river monks"? What happened? I said, what do you think about wandering river monks? Uh, Wondering River Monks don't kill, but they are fantastic at, like, scheming. So, it's the same thing I put with, like, Thunder Archers. Thunder Archers are incredible at killing, but not necessarily scheming. So, like, they're, they're very good specialist models in 10 Thunders. What do you think about Tanuki? Who? Tanuki. They don't do anything. They just heal. 
<laughs> I think you mean they just Tanuki? died. No, 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 they no. Just... They do stuff. I'm sorry, they're support models. They just don't... They're not beater schemers. There's nothing in beater schemer about them. They're super beaters, man. What are you talking about? Tanuki. <laughs> <laughs> Quit smoking that crack, bro. Uh, uh, yeah, but that's it. Literally, yeah. the, the monkeys would be the closest thing to a beater schemer that I would hire. Yeah, that's fair. Mm, I'm just looking real quick. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think mean, that's, probably, that's probably about right. Yeah, Jorogumo is like the, the other model if you can deliver them, but they're not mobile by themselves. So in yeah. keyword, Jorogumo are scary. It's true. Uh, well, that's it. I think we got the list there, man. I know. I mean, I knew it wasn't going to take that long. It's the reason why I wanted to go through them. <laughs> yeah, it's just, uh, I think it's going to be an interesting GG because I think those models are the ones that are going to really get you the victories in, in this um, yeah. in this gaining grounds. Just because, like I said, you need to be mobile enough, especially when you get into like flank and corner deployment. You really need some of those mobile models to get out on those flanks. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. And it's kind of interesting because like there's not that many ways to hide uh, outside of like being you know completely behind a building nowadays. Well, let me ask you this because I don't think this tactic has worked as well in people that I have seen do it. So, and this is talking specifically on flank and corner deployment. It can happen on the other ones, but I've seen it more on those. And I've seen it where people did not, like, they just give up on a flake. They abandon it. Yes. So they basically sit in the center and they shadow kind of like either the left or right side. But then they just give up the entire other flank. Because, you know, if you're a bubble crew or if you want to bunch up and hang out and get all your aura benefits, you can't do that if you spread out across the whole board. And I've just found that crews that do that or people that make the decision to do the, that type of tactic with those crews, I don't think it tends to work out as well because if I have a more mobile crew, I can just go get VPs without being contested. So I've fallen into that trap. So I, I want to agree with you. I've fallen into the trap that like, I'm going to go and split my crew into two. Uh, I'm going to have this go this way. Oh no, I lost every model in that side of the table and i have outflank i have lost yep. the game so yeah with with the little experience that i have right now trying to pull outflank out uh i don't know i don't know how to optimize it yet i mean i've seen you do it reliably though yeah i just i think the when you have these beater schemers it just makes it easier for you to attack the whole board as opposed mm. to, I have to just take this half of the board. So that's why I like stuff like, you know, Archie and stuff like Manos and, and the Rider, because I can adjust. And if I see an opening to score VP on like your deployment zone or on the opposite flank, I can make some drastic moves to get over that way to score points when it, when it pops up. Whereas if I, I feel like if I was playing something like Von Stuck, where I want to be in a bubble, it's harder to get to those far corners in corner deployment and flank deployment. Okay, I see that. So I think that's why, like, I don't think that automatically loses you the game, but I do think more mobile, flexible crews can 
can take advantage of those situations better. Yeah, I, I still think that like if you're picking out flank and you're spreading your crew, especially if you're in diagonal, then you're kind of putting those two points completely on your uh, model winning the fights at the corners. I'm just... Yeah. Yeah. Because nowadays you always want to be mobile. You want to be on the move and sometimes you just can't make it there. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, but I think crews that can be mobile and go in different directions or can react with that very mobile model that they're bringing or models that they're bringing definitely have the a leg up in a lot of these pools. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. I definitely have to practice my uh, my Titania more because I think that she, Titania 2 specifically, has game in um, ballots. Gosh, and she has a lot of fast we models about. too. Yeah, 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 because she can deliver them. Once they are there, you know, they are now beaters. And they yeah, like you, you, played the, you played the Botungan, and I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot these were models. <laughs> yeah, no, they're not easy to kill. Like, I think that my Botungan survived every, so. yeah, every game that we played. I think I lost one Botungan to Jeremy, and the other one still did work. Yeah, Jeremy, yeah. yeah, I remember that. Jeremy summoned a Deva right on top of Botungan and just beat the crap out of it over the course of two turns. <laughs> yeah it seems pretty that was good. so funny oh yeah yeah so i think people just need to kind of keep exploring some of these quicker models that can you know actually do the strategy and schemes uh and just kind of yeah interact you know you don't always have to punch something in the face sometimes interacting is better than punching yeah that's true which is why beater schemers are good because you have the option mm-hmm I mean, how many times... There's some games where I play Archie and I don't actually punch anything. <laughs> like, because we leave you alone. No, oh, I yeah, literally that... just leave him alone sometimes. Like, Archie, you can stay over there. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, sometimes Archie's just happy, you know, licking his ice cream cone and picking up flowers. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the flowers, Archie. Look at the flowers. Oh, so funny. He's over there in right field eating dirt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's why i love archie though it's just i, I like these flexible models it, it makes the games very interesting well anything else you want to say dixon before we uh wrap this thing up no no i'm, I'm definitely looking forward to this uh this summer when we start going into each of the strats yeah yeah i think when we do our gaining grounds four for each faction that'll definitely be fun uh once the meta kind of shakes itself out of here a little bit. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Like I'm I'm looking at the tournament scene very closely. All right. Well, we appreciate y'all coming on, and uh, hopefully you got something out of uh, the models we discussed. We definitely, like I said, Dixon and I play a lot of games, so and we play against a lot of different types of people. So it's good to uh, kind of share some of these early experiences that we've had against this stuff. But uh, until next time, make sure that you guys are flipping cards flipping tables and we will see you all later.